The legislative update is back. We've got more news on WOTUS and an interesting update on Russian grain exports, all on today's episode of the Arkansas AgCast. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. It is Thursday, and it is. that means it's time to hang out with your two best buds. Man, lucky y'all. Yeah, well, I was talking about me hanging out with y'all. Oh. But you were talking about them yeah. hanging out. Okay, well, okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about me. But... <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, who's on first? <laughs> I have a failure to communicate here. Uh, no, really, that was that's funny. Um, yeah, it's Thursday, man. It is sunny. Um, sure is. Warmish, not in here. But I bet they knew that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a given now. It's incredibly <laughs> cold here. Yeah. Reported so, weekly. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> So every time we get in this room, we start having a conversation about a topic and, um, and we get five minutes in, I'm like, golly, I wish we were on, like, I wish we were recording <laughs> yeah. because it's just, it's just so funny. And today, uh, happened to be, uh, the topic of handshakes mm. and, uh, probably more accurately missed opportunities or awkward, the awkward, awkward handshake, the awkward moments and how you determine how to approach that handshake, what kind of handshake it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then COVID kind of jacked us all up. Yeah. Cause that brings in and actually a precursor, I think to the fist bump was the elbow bump. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a thing for a minute. Um, you know, that whole, not, and, a, not a fan. <laughs> what was worse is it seemed no, Two people ever seem to be on the same page with the elbow bump. It always seemed to be a fist bump. I mean, a, a handshake or a fist bump met with an elbow bump, <laughs> <laughs> which is like some declaration of turf. It felt like yeah. I don't show know. your dominance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like to use the excuse that COVID uh, messed up the handshake for me, but honestly, I don't think I ever had it right. It's so. an awkward thing. <laughs> it <laughs> really is. I I thought I thought. COVID killed the handshake. Like, I for sure thought handshakes won't come back. Yeah. But I was at a meeting earlier this week, and everybody was shaking hands. But, man, when you get that perfect handshake, yeah, successful handshake, it feels good. You don't walk away being all awkward and weird about it. But it almost requires, like, a setup, Mm. meeting of the eyes. Yeah. Even a countdown from three potentially <laughs> like like it requires a lot of things to go right to have maybe really you should go about writing the rules well i'll tell you i have thought about it because fist bumps like mm-hmm. i said kind of mess things up because mm-hmm. you know how it is it's like uh, fist bump handshake you know yeah i think maybe we should go like even days are for handshakes odd days are for fist bumps or something like i know <laughs> like i know today i'm gonna show the fist bump and that's it i could erase it all and go with high fives yeah underutilized yeah absolutely absolutely big high five fan i started a thing in my house when we got married called the brown high five obviously that's my last mm-hmm. name mm-hmm. so when we had a big accomplishment or achievement or whatever you know hey brown high five you know and my my wife just 
always roll her eyes. Yeah, she, <laughs> it never took off. We've been married 12 years, and I still try and get a brown eye. <laughs> when we had our daughter, I'm like, here's my second chance. She's a big fan of the brown eye. She, she, yeah, she goes for it. You're now. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, handshakes, man, can be awkward. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah. No doubt. Well, we talked a little bit. I, I mentioned that it's nice out today. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to last very long. No. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and it may even start tonight here in Little Rock yeah. at least. It's supposed to rain again Monday too. I think weekend's supposed to be nice. Weekend's going to be Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. It'll be nice. Uh, maybe some storms tomorrow. Um, but it's, you know, it's starting to get warmer. It was pretty warm last weekend. We were out and about. And, I mean, it got to like 85 Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was very nice. Anybody else got out, but um, oh yeah, but yeah, it was it was nice, and I'm hoping for a, maybe a little bit of a repeat repeat this weekend. I hope so. It should be once we get through tomorrow. You never know. It's Arkansas, though. Well, I'm at that point too where it's like, oh, let's get warmer, let's get warmer, and then f- I think Sunday was probably the best example of this. Mm-hmm. You start sweating, and you're like. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Though. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like I kind of get a little greedy, you know, <laughs> walking in the office sweating already. Just yeah, exactly. Lot. You know, uh, you know, because it won't be we, we don't get much of no that Southern California weather before mm-hmm. we just go straight right. into the extreme. Straight to it. Uh, we also have you know flies and small mosquitoes in our backyard because we've got a creek running through it. Uh huh. So like this is also prime time to actually spend some time in the backyard. Yeah. Because eventually, in the next month or two, you're done. Yeah. It's not Stuttgart or eastern Arkansas, but it's enough to make you not want to be out there. Yeah. Well, you know, for people who didn't grow up in the Delta, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they come, you know, they you'll hear them say, oh, these mosquitoes are so bad. Mm -hmm. You're in Little Rock, you know, or somewhere. And you're like. Dude, you don't know what a mosquito no. is. July, right. you got to wear jeans. Until you've been <laughs> yeah, boots. Exactly. Don't go outside. Better close that door when you come in. Yeah, better. That's why screen doors were yeah. invented. Mm-hmm. You know, buffalo yeah. gnats the size of a bird killing I mean, deer. Yeah, they're big. yeah. So, not looking forward to that. You're right. It's that yeah. time of year. We got one of those uh, propane fireballs. Have you seen these? Yeah, I've seen something like that. Nice. Yeah, I've been wanting to do something. So but. you can kind of. You know, on nights like like right now where it's kind of cooler at night, you can sit outside. You don't have to have firewood. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go in smelling like a campfire, you know. And, but it'll keep you warm and good way to spend some time yep. outside. So, yeah. Anyway. That's great. Uh, I, it's something that we talked about on the topic of weather. Yeah. We talked about recently um, the peaches. I think we oh, had yeah. that freeze a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, I think we were – at the time, sort of debating on whether or not the peaches had developed to a point of damage. Uh, but Chad on our team spent some time out and about yesterday with some peach farmers yep. and uh, not looking good. No, I uh, talked to Chad about it yesterday. Uh, yesterday morning, I actually had a conversation with a horticultural, horticulture specialist at Extension, Amanda McQuart. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Amanda yep. this morning. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'd, we'd been hearing the same thing, that peaches have been hit pretty, pretty hard and it's not looking good, but... She kind of gave it a little, little bit brighter outlook as okay. to it's going to be dependent on the area of the state. You uh-huh. know, it got colder further north than it north. did south, mm-hmm. but there's still reports of loss around the state. It's just going to be depending on the area. So, it, um, again, we're gonna, not going to have a – I mean, last year we had peaches. Yeah. Uh, I think the year before, though, we did not. Yes. So, right. Uh, and then if you talk to a lot of those peach guys, they – 
they say it's for every good year you've got you know a handful of bad years. Is and that the year that they're they so were sensitive? Burning, like had started fires in the pasture or something to keep the ice off. Yeah, I yeah, remember they were putting, just yeah. doing a video. I mean, it's before I was here. Right. Laying hay in the middle. Yeah. Of the, okay, that's yeah. what yeah. it was Trying to, to keep, keep the warm. to keep the frost on. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so in in Four City where I grew up, I mean, we had peaches. Everywhere, across from my grandparents' house on uh, Highway 1. Really? I mean, there was a massive peach orchard, a shop, I mean, where they sold mm-hmm. straight to consumers, another one out in Cross County near uh, Village Creek. I mean, where is there a is there a concentration of peaches? I mean, I, I, I know we have much fewer peach producers yeah. now, but are they, you know, can you just geographically assume? I would say you're not going to see a whole lot in the Delta, but you've – yeah. You said you said there's some back home, but uh, well, they're they're all gone now. That's, yeah, this is the empty um, in Cross County. That's a neighborhood now. Really? Yeah, where that peach orchard. And was. it's if it's kind of off topic, but if uh, you know, for peaches, you can't just be a sole peach grower. You know, you've got to diversify in some way because you can't not have a crop for three years or two years, whatever, and then have one big crop. Yeah, you know, you're just not going to make it that okay. way. So that's why you see people like. Mark Moore and that's cattle and other yeah. things and uh, Derek Helms down in around Arkadelphia his in laws have peaches but he also has soybeans and yeah. dairy and dairy and stuff and that like stuff. that. Okay, so. well, cool. I didn't know that and uh, I know those peaches those peach farmers have. Well, I'm glad to hear that the impact may not be as bad as we as we thought. It's not good. I think it's more bad than it is good. Let's not be clear. Yeah. Let's be clear yeah. about that. Okay, uh, and then let's I think just keep a little hope. Yeah, so. and some strawberries got okay. hit. I wouldn't. I was thinking that they. Well, we're going to be what, okay, but that's what Amanda was saying, that some of those strawberries that already had young green fruit on them, they were hit. But they they'll have hit. a second uh, flowering, whereas oh. peaches don't. They only flower once. Yeah. So if it's impacted at that stage, they're, they're wiped out. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think Chad's planning to talk to Amanda, um, yes. is what we were saying this morning. Mm-hmm. So look for something, you know, probably next week. Yeah. She's on, a good one to talk on to. That, on that topic. Real sharp. Uh, to that end, on weather uh, planning progress report, we we kind of talked about this a, a couple times on the show. It's something we, we normally will uh, report on. Um, you know, once once those reports start coming out, we usually bring those to the show. Um, planning progress has been so slow. Like I I pulled it up this morning just to look and see. So I think last week when we talked, corn was at one percent. We've doubled. Mm. Uh, to two percent plan progress. Yeah, making progress there. Um, rice got on the board yep. at one percent planted, um, and then uh, you know really nothing else. So we're still dragging along. And I'm curious to to you, um, what what does this mean to the? Are, are we concerned? I know beans are fine, but are we concerned yet with corn? Uh, I wouldn't think so. No, I'm no specialist in corn. Uh, I right. should say that, but uh, a lot of it just depends on ground temperature. Uh, I did I mean, look at soil temperature yesterday. Right now, you've you know you've got a lot of wet areas, but it's starting to dry up. Uh-huh. Uh, I think a lot of farmers are moving or getting to that point, you okay. know, uh, getting everything ready. But uh, whether it's corn, soybeans, rice, or any type of crop, the later you wait, the more it'll impact your yields. There's going to be a cutoff date right. for each one of those crops and for planting. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So. Uh, the longer you wait past that, the lower you, and more you can expect a lower yield. Your yield loss. Yeah. So I did tweet out yesterday a um a soil temperature map. And it looked like we're at fifty fifty five degrees yeah. here in the state, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um. Okay. Well. Good. I wanted to 
Wanted to know about that. I would, I would imagine in the next few weeks you're going to see a big increase in these numbers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. If it stays dry. If it stays dry. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you Your team has got something new out, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Brandy Carroll, Tyler Oxner, and uh, Jake Cartwright – Put out a new Ag Insider. Uh, uh-huh. It's a commodity outlook. Uh, they, uh, uh, you know, USDA put out a report, mm-hmm. and they kind of just put out their, you know, thoughts and expectations on what all that meant. Uh, if you want to check that out, please go to our website at arfb.com, search Ag Insider, uh, and it should be right there. I think it's about a four-page report. Yep. 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 So I was looking. Uh, at they put a lot of good now. work into it, and um, you know, hopefully, our producers can use that information uh, going forward. Yeah, and I, I know that a lot of folks are anticipating uh, the uh, the next crop outlook report from USDA, uh, which I think is next week. Don't quote me on that. But um, anyway, starting to see. I saw a little glimmer of prediction yesterday yeah. that maybe uh, maybe corn will go up a, a bit Yeah, um, and soybeans are going to decrease. But yeah. I, I, I don't know about that. The thing about soybeans, I think the biggest takeaway there is Brazil's expecting a bumper crop this year. Uh, uh, which we've talked about many times yeah. on this show. Uh, and, and how is that going to affect the U.S. market or yeah. the U.S. soybeans? So that'll be interesting to see um, where we go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one last thing before we dive into the news, um, and that is – Arkansas uh, Farm to School is hosting a Bringing the Farm to School producer training. Uh, that it, that will be on April 11th in Fort Smith at the River Events Center. Uh, really, this event is targeted at farmers uh, in Arkansas and Oklahoma who are interested in learning and connecting with school markets, mm-hmm. being able to get in that market. This is something I'm sure you're yeah. very familiar with. Um, the link was, frankly, a little long um, yeah. and went straight to a registration form. So I'll just tell you, uh, you can check out the Arkansas Ag Department's website uh, to find a link uh, to register for that. Um, but it seems like a pretty cool program and a day-long training. And, yeah, you know, all you know. producers always try, especially, you know, local food producers, uh, especially crops or even uh, local protein, Yeah, uh, are trying to find a way to get into that market. And sometimes it's difficult, especially for the uh, produce side of things, because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's out of school in summer. And that's yeah. when most of those crops come off. So yeah. um, it. The, you know, the farm to school programs trying to get out there, put boots on the ground and try to educate people and help and assist and how they can get involved. So yeah, that's a good, well, thing. good deal. Well, check that out if you're interested or if you've got some specialty crops or produce that you're, you're growing and, and, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right into this week's legislative update. We are back from spring break recess and it's been a busy week so far. Uh, we'll start with SB 324. Uh, this is the bill we commonly refer to as health benefits bill. Uh, this bill would give farmers and ranchers and, and others, of course, mm-hmm. more options uh, to consider yep. for their families' health care coverage. Uh, as we know, many Farm Bureau members are self-employed, uh, farmers who struggle to find affordable health care. Uh, if you're signed up for our text alerts, then you probably got a notice this morning asking you to contact your legislator and request that they support this bill. Hopefully you were able to do that. We're recording on Thursday morning, and by the time you're hearing this, uh, the bill will have been voted on in the House this afternoon. Yeah, that link's really easy to access. You click on it, put in your information, and boom, it's gone. So, yeah, I so. know uh, We this bill made it out of uh, House committee yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's on the House floor today, and then it will go back to uh, the Senate floor because it, it received an amendment since it left there. 
um, and for a final vote. So anyway, let's see. Uh, HB 1003 is still out there. This is the new and beginning farmer tax credit bill. We've really talked about all session. Uh, this bill is sponsored by Representative Julie Mayberry and Representative Denise Gardner. It's a bipartisan sponsored bill uh, that stands to make a meaningful impact on our industry. In addition, uh, there's an animal health bill, HB 1662, and a fencing law bill, HB 1677 out there, plus a conservation tax credit bill. Uh, that we're tracking, uh, which is HB1680. Yep. Of course, there's much more out there that we're following and tracking along mm-hmm. with. Uh, you can see all of that in uh, the government um, relations uh, biweekly uh, email update, the legislative update there. As the session begins to wind down, it will inevitably get busier for the home stretch. I think this week's great proof of that. Uh, we'll do our best to uh, report updates here, but I can tell you, in many cases, it's moving faster than than we can move yeah. as a once a week program. So yeah. we'll do the best uh, that we can do uh, here. Uh, John, how about some news that doesn't involve legislation? Yeah, some new news on WOTUS. So, <laughs> oh, I said that doesn't involve legislation, but uh, <laughs> you're bringing the legislation. Yeah, I am uh, on the federal <laughs> side of it, so. Uh, we have some new developments in the Waters of the U.S. rule, uh, are also known as WOTUS, uh, this week. As reported last week, uh, a federal judge in Texas filed an injunction on the rule for the states of Texas and Idaho. This injunction put a hold on the rule in anticipation of a su- Supreme Court ruling in the case of Sackett versus EPA. The Sackett case has been going on since October, and it is between an Idaho couple and the EPA over whether or not the ninth Circuit Court of Appeals followed the proper legal test for determining whether wetlands uh, mm-hmm. and how they qualify as waters of the U.S. Nice. A ruling on the case is expected sometime this spring. Whatever ruling comes from this case will more than likely determine if the federal courts uphold it or reject reject the new WOTUS rule. Okay. So uh, moving kind of forward to this week, just yesterday, Wednesday, Republicans achieved a majority vote passing a bill to the Democratic-led Senate. Mm-hmm. that will overturn the controversial WOTUS rule under the Clean Water Act. This is in effect or this in effect sends the bill to President Biden's desk where the president is expected to veto the measure. Mm-hmm. Which kicks it to back to the court really. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall uh, has asked President Biden to follow Congress and rescind the rule by saying farmers and ranchers are committed to protecting the land and water they rely on to grow food for America's families. Unfortunately, the 2023 WOTUS rule threatens the progress made to responsibly manage natural resources. We urge President Biden to recognize the concerns from members of both parties and rescind this troubled rule. If the president, and uh, I'll add there, is if, if the president does veto the bill, it will be like you were saying up to the Supreme Courts and their ruling t- in Sackett versus EPA to determine if the rule needs to be rewritten. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's also worthy to note that, you know, since it was, it's a, uh, uh, the Republicans won this for the democratic held, uh, Senate, right. The votes that they needed to make the simple majority vote, uh, were from Democrats, the extra votes. I'm saying, excuse me, the Democrat or Democrat Senator Joe Manchin Mm -hmm. of West Virginia, Catherine Cortez Mastro and Jackie Rosen of Nevada and John Tester of Montana, as well as Senator Kristen Sinema. Uh, she's independent uh, of Arizona. Yep. Also, the day before the bill passed, so uh, the bill passed on Wednesday. This was the day before on Tuesday. 
The House Appropriations Subcommittee held a hearing where EPA Administrator Michael Reagan was uh, drilled about the latest Clean Water Act rewrite. Reagan stated that he doesn't believe the EPA expanded federal authority and that the new rule actually narrowed the test put forward by the Supreme Court on making the Clean Water Act determinations. He also mentioned that the USDA supported this rule. Okay. Uh, lastly, Reagan also explained that they moved forward with codifying uh, a number of his exemptions that the agriculture community requested of them. Mm-hmm. He plans on respecting the Supreme Court's decision and that they are in a better position, position to adjust any new rulings as to avoid a long rulemaking process. So uh, more or less is that more than likely the president's going to veto this bill. Right. Uh, and then it's going to be, like you said, up to the Supreme Courts and how it goes. Yeah. What direction it goes. So Senators Manchin and Cinema, um, you know, have a tendency sometimes to, to side with the uh, other side of the aisle. Yeah. So seeing that, not really surprised, but seeing some of these other names on the list is, yeah, certainly interesting to see mm-hmm. gain that traction. And, yeah. And like you said, a Democrat-led uh, Senate. So anyhow, we'll keep our eyes on this, of course. It feels like this is – the second, uh, at least the second, if not the third week uh, consecutively that we've had some WOTUS news. So. Yeah, um, and when it comes back and whenever that Supreme Court makes that ruling in the spring, uh, we'll, we'll definitely report on it again. All right, well, so, that sounds good. Uh, all right, let's try, let's take a short break from the news to hear a bit about our foundation and the role it plays in Arkansas. At the heart of Arkansas are its farm families. The Arkansas Farm Bureau Foundation works to provide financial support to rural communities. Since its creation, the foundation has donated more than $1.5 million to community disaster assistance, egg in the classroom materials, MASH scholarships, support of Arkansas FFA and 4-H, sponsoring local events, and donations to other charitable organizations. Through our efforts, we have had the opportunity to impact lives in every county in the state. We believe by investing in local communities, we will improve the lives of Arkansas families. Help us ensure the future of agriculture and the rural way of life by donating today. You know, the work of our foundation is so important across this state. If you've not taken the time to learn about uh, the work our foundation does, you can do so at ARFB.com. Mac, for our regular listeners of the yep. show, you know that we talk a lot about the farm economy, so much so that one of our hosts is indeed an economist. Yeah, That's almost, almost every week I talk about it. <laughs> so when we see news like this next story show up, you know, we've got to bring it to you. Uh, the headline here is that farm bankruptcies fell again in 2022. In fact, 2022 saw... 169 Chapter 12 bankruptcy filings for farms in the U.S., which was the lowest uh, number reported since Chapter 12 became uh, permanent Mm. in 2005. Yeah. Uh, Filings were down nearly 30% over 2021. Uh, The trend is encouraging considering just three years ago in 2019, the U.S. saw nearly 600 farm bankruptcies, according to data from the U.S. courts. Uh, Although the news is positive on a whole for the U.S. ag industry, there were some regions that saw considerable increases in those bankruptcy filings. The Mid-Atlantic, West, Northwest, and other category of regions. The Southeast region, however, which includes Arkansas, had an 11% drop over 2021 for a total number of farm bankruptcy filings of 47. Okay. Arkansas accounted for seven of those uh, filings in the region. 
the Midwest region saw the sharpest decline, dropping nearly 70% uh, wow. in the pre- from the previous year. Yeah. Overall, in 2022, the USDA reports that there were just over 2 million farms in the U.S., which was down, and I'm going to give you an exact number here, 9,350 farms from 2021. Wow. Uh, all this said, we must keep an eye on the future. As we've reported here before, these bankruptcies follow farm income. Yeah. And USDA's most recent farm sector income forecast, which I think we've talked about mm-hmm. here, released mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. month and actually anticipates a reduction in farm income in 2023. Yeah. Not a, not a good as, as these patterns follow. Not necessarily a good indicator for the future of, yeah. uh, that we stay on this positive front on farm bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, input costs have been so high the last few years and – but commodity prices have been high too, so yeah. you know maybe that kept people out of the red. But it's uh, it's good news to hear uh, that this is down because yeah. in economics, I seem like we we tend to report on bad speculations, negative stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. well, I'll tell you, I don't know if you're rubbing off on me or what, but yesterday, so this this actually this story came from the Market Intel mm-hmm. um, publication that American Farm Bureau yeah. does, and and it's re- it's really great. This is I think the second week in a row I brought something from them, um, but I mean this came along with incredible maps, um, you know, in a, di- a lot of data that we didn't include yeah. just because it can get so dense here. Um, but I don't know if you're rubbing off on me or what, man, but I, I just really got in. I spent probably it's important more stuff, time than man. I care to admit yeah. <laughs> digging into this yesterday. Yeah. So, so when somebody really asks you what an economist does, you've got a better ability now to kind of speak on that. I say they talk about numbers and stuff. That's, <laughs> that's as a PR person. Yeah. That's you know, yeah. it's either numbers or it isn't. And Weather I, man I, I run numbers. far away from numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, lastly, here uh, on my end of things, uh, Cargill Inc., uh, one of the largest commodity traders and grain exporters of Russian wheat, plans to stop exporting grains uh, Russian grain. Oh, goodness. yeah. So uh, more news from that. Uh, um, issue over there between Russia and uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. This development adds to the ongoing uncertainty over the future of the Black Sea crop shipments. However, Ru- Russia believes Cargill's exit will have little impact on overall shipments from the country. A Russian ministry spokesperson assured that Russia, quote, is ready to work with all foreign companies whose activities contribute to the development of both domestic food market of R- Russia and its export potential. The ministry spokesperson goes on to add Quote, that any gaps in the market are being promptly filled by Russian companies. Hmm. So it sounds like they tr- plan to do some do that, Not take that up that slack by it. their own, yeah. uh, on their own. Although Russian crops aren't under sanction, trade can be very complicated by restrictions on the country's banks and other state companies. Hmm. Coupled with recent Ukraine crop export deals still unclear, wheat prices on Wednesday hit their highest mark in over a month yesterday by climbing 2.5% to $7.17 a bushel in Chicago. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, I would assume that's probably going to go down, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that Russia-Ukraine export thing has gone back and forth yeah. really since this whole thing began. Yeah. Uh, it's an odd deal. So. Yeah. It is also worthy to note that since the outbreak of the war in Ukraine, that Bungie uh, and Archer Daniels Midland Company also said that they will be suspending or scaling back operations in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, also read that there were some other uh, commodities such as crude oil and companies that were looking to buy specific metals uh, are kind of pulling back a little bit mm-hmm. or kind of worried about doing business over there as well. Yeah. So commodity or you know 
agriculture commodities aren't the only ones. Uh, also, Cargill has promised the Russian ministry that shipments for this agriculture season will be fully met uh, with a previously approved quota that they had before. So this season they're going to go ahead and go through with what they promised. But after that, you're going to see cargo back it completely out. ABC, yeah, out of out of Russia, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting news. We'll see what that does for the world markets, if if anything. Um, yeah. We've continued to report on any any sort of agricultural impacts of this uh, conflict mm-hmm. um, in Russia and, and Ukraine. Uh, we'll continue to do that, but um, still that continues to make an impact. Yeah. You know. Well, that's one of those. That's one of those stories that. Uh, you know, you sent it to me. Hey, what do you think? Somebody sent it to you. Yeah. I'm like, well, I was actually kind of looking at it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it kind of hit from a few different directions. So I'm, I'm glad we, we were able to bring that yeah, to the absolutely. show today. Well, the saddest time of the day. <laughs> I'm ready to get it over with. I thought you'd be looking forward to this. <laughs> I mean, by now. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, I will tell you, I, I – I'll say this, not to step on your toes, but I didn't have anything about brackets in the first part of the show, so I'm anticipating that you make that a part of it, which means less time for trivia. Well, I mean, we're yeah, <laughs> we we can't really do brackets today so much. I mean, okay. we did we did. There were more games, obviously. Right. I think it's fair to say nobody chose this final four. <laughs> My sister wow. had a has a, a, a FAU going all the way except for winning it. Are you kidding? No and way. Then her husband has UConn going to the finals as well, but that, wow. they're winners. Wow. She, she picked Gonzaga to win, and he picked Arizona. So, so I had Houston, and I was winning my bracket challenge until uh, Houston got knocked out. And, and, like, you know, we haven't even got to the championship, and we're all, we've all paid our debt to mm-hmm. the – because like nobody can win except for this one guy who had UConn picked. Wow, I was out the first, first round. Well, we know how your bracket <laughs> took a dive off. <laughs> Purdue, Purdue, yeah, the Boilermakers. That's all you need to know. <laughs> they're, they're stay no, in the boiler room. The only, yeah, the only uh, basketball news I was going to mention was right before we came in here to record. Did you see the announcement uh, about. Uh, Nick Smith yep. Jr. No, that was he going to the draft? He's, he's, he's doing it. They, you know, they had expected he would possibly do that, and he confirmed it. He's. I, I saw something uh, right before we came down here is that you know he was expected to be a lottery pick. Yeah. Uh, but they're projecting him not to be anymore. Oh. Uh, that doesn't keep him out of the first round by any means, but no. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it's a salary decrease. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish him the best. Yeah, for that yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but I, I hate to see him go. Early. Yeah. I wonder what uh, Anthony Black's going to do. Man, I hope he stays. Me too. I hope he stays. I bet Jordan Walsh does. Yeah. We're having some fun right now. I'd I'd like to see them all stick around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially with the recruit they got coming in. What's the the tall guy's name? Um, Man, I'll Mm -hmm. have to look that up. Yeah. You might be... Looking it up in the middle of the dead silence after these questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's funny. And no cheating. Don't be looking up the answers to these. Did you watch baseball opening day yesterday, right? Uh, MLB? Yeah. No, I did watch the Razorbacks play. Oh, well, you the yeah. yes. I don't really pay attention to Major League Baseball yeah. that much. I mean, you know, as much as I have to. But. I mean, this, this new play clock 
pitch yeah. clock. Yeah. And yeah. Major League Baseball. To Even in college, I don't I don't like it. I'm, yeah, I don't I'm, like it either. You want them to take their time. I want yeah. I like that for peanuts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean watching it on TV, I get it. It's a, it can be a little boring, but being at the game, you know, that's it's a it's I've a day never been bored at a baseball game. No, I mean hey I mean there if, sure there are pitcher battles that, you know, can get a little if whatever, I'm a, but if I'm a pitcher or a batter, mm-hmm. that's part of the game. You're you're anticipating, yeah. waiting on, is he going to throw it? Is he going to try to get somebody out? I mean, yeah. you got to be ready. Well, so, for them to put a clock up, man, I just well, don't like it. Yeah, I mean, not all sports have to be the same. Not right. all yeah. sports right. have to be fast-paced. Right. Not all sports have to be, you but, know. Like, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if, you, if you take too too much time, it's automatically a ball. You know, and that, that affects the game. Yeah. It does. Well, I got into soccer la- last year. Yeah. World Cup? Well, I've always kind of watched the World Cup, but, I mean, like, got in, got into Premier League and watched it. And I've always been that, like, oh, I can't watch that. You got to wor- so wake up early in the morning to watch that. That's one of the things I like about mm-hmm. it. That's one of the things that talked me into it. And, uh, by goodness, 6.30 on Saturday yeah. mornings, first game, you know, coffee and, and soccer. But I always thought it was boring, you know, mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, they're just – and once you start to understand the game, just like people don't understand how they can let ties happen, when you understand that that's a point, that can be a victory. Yeah, sure. T- tying uh, a lesser team, tying a having a tie is a great victory. They sure. get a point yeah. out of that, you know, yeah. and things like yeah. that. So I, I, you know, look if baseball wants to be slow, let it be slow. Yeah, that's my that's yeah. my two cents. Yeah, that's my trigger. Yeah. Uh, that recruit, his name's Bayfall. Ah, he's coming in this year. Where's okay. he from for next okay. season? Uh, I'm not real sure. Okay. Well, that's great. Did we use Excited. enough time to not do your? I think you're thing? attempting to, but <laughs> yeah. keep I will on, tell keep you. Keep on filibustering. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to give credit where credit's due. You know what offsides means in soccer, right? What <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, these? I, I got these from BuzzFeed. Um, oh, they, cool. They posted um, some of the. Uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Questions. Mm. So we're playing. Are you smarter than a fifth grader today? Wow. Added pressure. So yeah. <laughs> so you know, you guys have been doing great. Get want to give we, credit where credit's due. We've been, been doing, doing good. Okay. We've been doing okay. All right. So, first question. Okay. What is the smallest fish in the world? Smallest fish in the world. Smallest. Smallest fish. I'm going to assume this is a riddle. Yeah. A bird? What no, that's bird? those are crickets because oh. I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> I thought that was a hit. Yeah. I don't, I don't I mean, know. I mean, minnows are pretty small, minnows, but tadpoles? Oh, oh, tadpoles. Well, is a tadpole considered a fish? They do have for frills. A minute, for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the right track. Okay. It's a minnow, so I'll give you partial credit. Okay. So, any guesses? Um, No. I don't. I don't have. It's one. the dwarf minnow. The dwarf minnow. The dwarf minnow. Should have just guessed that. <laughs> Baby minnow. Yeah, that's right. Mini minnow. You could have just said. See, <laughs> this is the mental gymnastics because I'm like, this is going to be. I mean, so tricky. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Dwarf minnow. <laughs> miss, I'm always missing the dad joke concept yeah. of these. Yeah. <laughs> Second question: What is the longest river in the United States? Well, he river. wants us to say Mississippi. Yeah. Arkansas River is pretty Arkansas long. Arkansas River. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, 
Rio Grande pretty long? Uh, is it the Long River? <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe it is the Missouri River? Missouri, Missouri yeah, river. yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Missouri River, longest river. Have you seen the Arkansas and Colorado? I have not. I've wanted to. So you can just walk across it. You know, rivers can be tricky because of all the windy mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. but you know, stretch it out. So I'm yeah. guessing that's what it is. The Missouri River. Missouri that's river. interesting. Yep. Okay, we're going to go back to colonial times with this one. History. What was the most widely grown crop in the middle colonies? Hemp. Tobacco. Tobacco, for sure. Wheat. Wheat. Really? Wheat. Any any background, any history on that? No? Not on this, not on BuzzFeed. <laughs> we could probably dive into it a little further, but... Yeah. They claim you know what that tells me? me? What? So there was no gluten issues back then. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> None aware. Anyway. So, yeah. So you no guys keto, want no keto diet keto either? Do you want me to yeah, end yeah, it yeah. right there? Yeah. So, so zero for three, or do you want me to go for one more? It's a long one, but I could go for it if you wanted to attempt to get this one. Because I not? think you could. I think you okay. could get this let's one. Do, let's so, do it. Let's all right. Do it. One more. Okay. A farmer notices that every day for the past ten days. This is a riddle. It is a riddle. Okay. You're correct. I just... So... Making notes. Again, partial credit. A farmer notices that for every day, for the past 10 days, the number of pigeons in his field has doubled. Okay. There are 1,024 pigeons in the field today. There were two pigeons there the first day. How many pigeons were there yesterday? 1,024 today. There wasn't any yesterday. Are you sure? So you're, you're you're saying zero yesterday. Well, you said that today there was two. No, today, today there are a thousand twenty-four. Oh, All right, sorry. The first I, I day there were two. The first day, okay, I thought you said today there were two. And it doubles every day. It doubles every day. How is that possible? Okay. So. Ex, ex, yeah. I'm not going to attempt this. Growth. I'm not good at math. Quick math. Yeah. No, I work in PR for a reason. Uh, yesterday there were how many pigeons? This is one of those. If it two, doubles, like pigeons are in a field. Yeah. <clears throat> if it doubles, <laughs> thousand twenty-four. Uh the five hundred and twelve. Bingo. Okay. It's kind of a trick question. It gets you all tripped yeah, up on like, everything. Like, yeah. okay, so what, if there were two, how could? And there's a thousand twenty-four. Yeah. You're trying to do that math. All you got to do just is just skip math, back probably. one. Yeah, yeah. Just skip back one day. Just half of a thousand twenty-four. Math. So yeah. with that one so question, you indeed, you are smarter than a fifth grader. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, so, that was a good one. Yeah, it was. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. A little <laughs> quick math. Yeah. We're doing a lot of math in my house right now. So well, I can tell you. Yeah. She wants to know everything is math. So I love the math questions. Yeah. So. So, all right. Well, that wraps up the news this week. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas AdCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure to subscribe. Leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. Yep. The Arkansas AdCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. We'll see you next week.